ready for VG Empire episode 154. Oh boy. Talking about Street Fighter 4. Uh, you guys tired yet? You better not be. Because, <laughs> oh boy. There's there's so much high energy, loud noises coming your way uh, <laughs> for the Street Fighter 4 soundtrack. Uh, I'm Brad Elston. Patrick Kulikowski. This is VG Empire, the, I was going to say, regular game music podcast. I've uh, <laughs> been going since 2011. Uh, we're nearing the end of our Sayonara series where we are... About to take a bit of a hiatus for an indeterminate amount of time, um, but this is uh, a quick block of Street Fighter songs and episodes in the, in the grand tradition of our I Wish I Had a Better Name Out of Context in Rocktober, <laughs> which, ugh, long story, not going to go through it yet again, but mm. um, in the past we have tackled large franchises that uh, would not fit in one or even two episodes at a time, so franchises like Pokemon and Castlevania and Final Fantasy... Those are things that you have to spend time uh, across numerous episodes all in a row to really get a sense of like how much stuff was going on. Mega Man was one of those as well. Mm-hmm. So doing Street Fighter now before we go on this break. Um, and worked at Capcom for many years. Um, was doing a show alongside that also. Um, but uh, currently, as we're recording these, not there. But uh, happy to... St- obviously still a fan. And uh, <laughs> loved working there. And met so many cool people, obviously. And no doubt tons of great music coming out of there uh, from 1983 onward uh, so so much cool stuff so excited to talk about these and again street fighter 4 these soundtracks uh, all of this is available on spotify um two three alpha all that stuff go check it out on spotify right now and the four soundtracks many of them are some of these i think probably itunes or some way to legit purchase these i things. think so and uh the entire sound box for street fighter 4 encompassing all the different versions mm-hmm. is on spotify as yeah. well you may have to search by katakana that way but uh yeah uh suto yeah suto yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> try, try with suto and uh, see where that enable the japanese keyboard and you know, <laughs> there you go you know it's, it's not hard I, I same thing with castlevania you just you, you learn <laughs> You learn to deal with it when you're searching for a lot of Japanese stuff. Katakana <laughs> uh, will get you farther than you'd imagine. Yeah. Um, but this episode 154, uh, bringing us in was the volcanic volcanic rim. <laughs> uh, you got to do the booming the, voice. The, the booming voice of the vanilla Street Fighter 4 announcer. Like, <laughs> the stage is set. I can't, can't do his voice. Who will prove the old axiom today? Oh, wow, wow. I forgot about that one. I, I think that's where I learned the word axiom, axiom actually. Axiom, wow. Uh, man, what? Who will bask in the glory and adoration that comes with being declared the world's greatest fighter? God, this is the incredible. The world's fiercest fighters await. Will you be the last warrior standing? And the curtain is raised on the world's most extreme fighting tournament. <laughs> and so Man. on. But this gets replaced in Super Street Fighter 4 uh, mm. with a different announcer. Right. Uh, which I think is the one that really stuck with people because it ended up being around uh, for all of the other versions that come down through all the way through Ultra Street Fighter 4. Right, right. Um, but really quick, before we get into Ultra and too far down the rabbit hole, uh, Street Fighter 4 launched 2008 in the arcade and then famously came to Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3 in early 2009 and was a runaway success. I still remember launch day. Uh, for me it. too. <laughs> I was... Uh, the the moment that teaser trailer with like uh, yeah. Ryu and Ken fighting with the ink blocks. The ink things going everywhere, yeah. Uh, uh, I remember watching that in my college's computer lab mm. i think i think my internet was restricted in my dorm room because i went over the bandwidth oh, wow. limit or something but uh, i was watching it in there and i was just like 
I was so hyped up, but I was also like semi-emotional, like Street Fighter's back. Yeah, <laughs> like, I was, it, it was a long dearth. Let it me tell it you. was, <laughs> and uh, so 2008 in the arcades, uh, but in the U.S., 2008 arcades are basically non-existent. Yeah. So, you know, for the most part, most of us are going to tie this to the 2009 release uh, on console, which did add characters that weren't there uh, <laughs> in the vanilla arcade release, but. Um, yeah, when that trailer launched, uh, that teaser with Ryu and Ken and the mm. ink, uh, really stylish trailer. And it had been, you know, Street Fighter Three Third Strike, which we just covered in the past episode, was 1999. And there had been other fighting games from Capcom. There, a lot of the Versus stuff had, had gone down. Yeah. Um, CVS, uh, Street Fighter EX series was going on. Mm. Uh, and plenty of other things like Tekken, Soul Calibur, Guilty Gear. Yeah. Uh, a lot of cool stuff, but no Street Fighter. No no classic 2D Street Fighter that people recognized. And Street Fighter 4 comes out, and almost immediately it was just like everyone was ready. Like, oh yeah, we're totally ready to love this again. Absolutely. And <laughs> the game just made so many right decisions with... The roster is essentially Street Fighter uh, 2 plus some characters, and it's missing, you know, the three of the new challengers from Super Street Fighter 2, but almost anyone that people wanted to play is there, plus some people from the 3 and Alpha eras, so you get a little bit of that, and then four brand new characters as well. Um, Yeah, when I saw this, I was working in uh, at Games Radar. We were doing coverage, and this trailer was immediately like, holy crap, Street Fighter's back, and then there was a playable... At GDC, I think it was oh, wow. not not that long after, and that's where I first met Seth. Huh, and, no way. And you know, we immediately just—it's Guile versus Blanca, mm-hmm. just like you remember it. And it did such a great job at feeling like Street Fighter Two, but offering a lot more yeah. um, new gameplay stuff with the focus attack, yeah. where you push the two middle buttons and you can absorb a hit and let it go. And if you charge this move all the way, you actually crumple them and you you know get to wail on them. Focus attack dash canceling became this huge thing where show where you can dash uh, cancel out of the show where you can into an ultra and then hit him, catch him with the Hadouken on the way down. Right. I'm really clumsily explaining that, but <laughs> it, it it again allowed casual players to jump in and mash buttons and have fun and play like the Street Fighter like they remembered. But then also this very high ceiling for people who want to really get in find a character and really maximize everything this character can do yeah. and have these intense matchups where the roster felt very deep and you you would get to top eight at things like Evo and you're just every year the top eight could be really different from the prior year. Um, still remember like seeing Gamer B with Adon uh, in like the Super Street Fighter 2 era, seeing like just what characters show up when people think like, oh, this is, you know, this character is mid tier, bottom tier, mm-hmm. whatever. And then here they are, just people weren't ready for it. And they just catch people off guard. That stuff is so exciting. And for right when it came out, like right before it came out or maybe right at, um, there was a, an event. I was still in the press and there was an event at Fort Mason up here in San Francisco. Oh, wow. And it was looking back and I have, and I had, I took footage of this, but it, it's Justin Wong, Daigo and some other players uh, all, gathering to do, I think, just an exhibition match mm-hmm. for this GameStop-led tournament thing they were doing. And that was my first encounter with being somewhere with a bunch of people who know fighting games, watching people who know how to play fighting games very well, right. and the energy of that room where you can hear people reacting to the match, I was like, this is this is incredible. This mm-hmm. is I'm feeling the sports energy of what people you know i can never really get into football or baseball or basketball like i just don't i just don't care like that part of the brain doesn't exist for me i i'm glad you guys enjoy it that please have fun i i just i can't get into it and i'm watching this and i'm like this i get and grew up obviously like most everyone 
in this country on some level connecting to Street Fighter in some way. But yeah. as we've talked on the last several episodes, so many personal memories with my friends, just by myself, yeah. adoring various parts of Street Fighter. And seeing that played out up here and taken so seriously and with such reverence, I can't believe this is actually happening. Yeah. And then that led me to now um, watching Evo every year. Um, and now in the modern day with Capcom Pro Tour, I'm watching every premiere event. Every time there's one, I'm checking Twitch constantly to see if, like, what tournament. Are there any pro players just playing, you know, ranked matches? Right. I love watching Street Fighter. Um, and that started with four um, becoming so big so quickly. Like, yeah. a massive hit out the gate. And I think across all the versions of Street Fighter 4 that have released, it's somewhere around 10 million units uh, globally, and that's including Super and Ultra and all that, but yeah. uh, nonetheless, a huge success. Yeah, 4 very deeply ties into like my college experiences, because mm. it came out when I was, I want to say, a sophomore, I think, uh, in college, and I recall g- going to like a gaming club at Rutgers University, I think it was called Underground Gaming Society, mm. UGS, but mm. someone had picked up Street Fighter 4 for the 360, and I remember all of us Huddled around this CRT TV, wow. watching uh, the intro with uh, that uh, infamous "Indestructible" song. Oh yeah, um, not <laughs> yeah. You I, you will I, no, you will note that is omitted here, and I'm sorry, but uh, you know, trying to try to play legitimate like it's a it's a great it's a it's a great track. Oh, for sure, it's a great. It song. is classic, but. There's there's obviously more to the music of Street Fighter Four than yeah, just I don't, uh, that one. It, per- it is iconic though. For I am sure. purposely omitting yeah. it, but believe me, I am a a plus hundred percent down with that song, and I'm I'm upset <laughs> that our karaoke place around here does not have it, and we look every time we. Oh, go. It, it actually does, but the original form of that song, which had different lyrics, I believe, or it could. There's a different title to to that song. Uh, uh, I'll have to look during the break, and uh, <laughs> I'll get back to you on but, that. Uh, but uh, I witnessed uh, my buddy Julian, who likes to listen to this. Oh. Uh, he, I witnessed him sing that. He serenaded me with it. Huh. Uh, he replaced the lyrics with the ones the in correct the, ones. In, but it's a different title. Form. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. We look for uh, indestructible all the time. And yeah, yeah. It's alas. not. Bu- it's not under indestructible. It's under and uh, every other exile song that's ever been made is on there, which is really frustrating. Yeah, ex- <laughs> exile. That's right. Yeah. That's the. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm ready. But purposely, kind of omitting it because that's not really what we're here to talk about. Right. Uh, if you want to look up exile, like go for go but, for it. But <laughs> I did want to say what yeah, a track yeah. to open open the game with. Yeah. Uh, hype people up. Like some people in the, in our group were just scratching our heads, like like <laughs> this is an interesting song pick for a Street Fighter game. Yeah. But then we we got down to it. We had a lot of fun. Uh, it it was amazing to see like these three D character models, yeah. but but on a two two D plane with the controls feeling like a proper two D yeah. fighting game, which yep. was incredible for the time. And um and. Do recall pissing off one of my friends uh, oh, yeah. while we played, which is in the typical uh, fighting game fashion of, course, of yeah. uh, you know uh, saltiness for sure. Yep. But uh, good times, yeah, great and, memories, and just the number of new players, uh, you know, kind of collectively known as O Niners at the time of mm. all these new players who now are wanting to go play in tournaments, and wow. and and then the knock on effect of of all of this conversation around Street Fighter Four means now people are talking about well, when's the next. What's next for Mortal Kombat? And then MK9 is like 2011, um, and all these other fighting games, even ones that had had never stopped. Uh, there was just now, thankfully, more attention on all that stuff, which mm. for me made me super happy because I love all the music in all these games, so keep them coming. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, like again, this has so many things of what 
a two-player would like on a casual level, but you've still got your EX moves from second impact, third strike, your super and ultra combos, focus attacks, and dash canceling gives you a lot to work with there. Um, this is probably the best I ever got at Street Fighter, where there was a point where my vanilla, not vanilla, like super Blanca, because Blanca's always been my favorite character, um, I loved his insane movement and all the wacky moves you could do, and it's just the most I ever dug into one character where I actually felt competent mm. on a level of like, of the hundreds of matches I played online, I had like a fifty-one percent win rate, and wow. I'm like, and I'm like, that's it, that's all I want. <laughs> I just want the, I'm slightly more likely to win than lose. Great, that's all I ever want. Oh, yeah. And and just over the years, just hundreds of matches played online, and uh, so much fun. And playing this game with friends was unreal. Uh, passing the controller around and the fight sticks which really blew up around this time yeah, as well. That was when I first like considered like I really want a fight stick instead yeah. of a regular pad. Yeah, this whatever. is what convinced yeah. me cuz obviously playing in the arcade really little that's how you knew Street Fighter but once it came to consoles it's you're playing with a controller. Mm, right. Um and 4 is what made me kind of force myself like I have to get a stick and I got to learn how to do this. And Super Street Fighter 4 is I think what really pushed me over the edge. Um but vanilla you know, tons of fun. Uh, Hideyuki Fukusawa, one man, w- one ar- man ar- ar- arrangement armada. Mice, armada. <laughs> yeah, he. Uh, it's incredible that he's like the lone arranger in most of the Street Fighter Four legacy, which is yeah, it's a lot. Just because just incredible, just like because not only I can't have, wrap my head around that. Because not only do you have character themes, yeah. Uh, there's character themes and there's stage themes yeah. and there's all these menus and modes that have distinct music and it's a it's a lot. There's um, a lot. But unlike what Alpha and the three series did, which was kind of move away, especially Alpha three and Third Strike, move away from any recognizable themes. Four is like, okay, we've been gone for a long time. Let's let's remind everyone about you know these classic themes, and we don't need to go through mm. all the same ones we did with the Street Fighter two era. But I did want to pick a few that really stood out to me. Um, and I just also got to preface this. We came in with the, like the screaming guitar of <laughs> Volcanic Rim, yeah. which is great. Uh, but please remember 2009, 10, 11, uh, how prevalent like dubstep and oh boy, <laughs> uh, you know that kind of electronic like brute force music uh, w- was really popular. Right. And this soundtrack has it in spades. Oh yeah. Um, I never would have thought it would be a sign of the times. But when you listen to this, you're like, yeah, that sounds like 2010. Uh, like era-ish, plus or minus two years. Mm. Um, but I picked Guile's theme. This one works for me, and I just always thought Guile's, this this take on Guile's theme like uh, was, I don't know, some reason this worked for me. But this mm. is also kind of indicative of a lot of the tracks in Street Fighter Four. Yeah. And after that uh, is Sakura's theme. We played this back on the Alpha episode for yeah. Alpha 2. But I think her this, uh, this is a fun update to that theme. Uh, so it's been a couple episodes since we've touched on this. Mm. And I also think Zangief's theme... Uh, since they have better sax samples to work with <laughs> now, you get this, like, if Street Fighter Three, like, New Generation, had had a Zangief stage and Zangief had a song, I feel like this is what would have been in it. Uh. It just feels like an extension of Street Fighter Three. Um, so, quickly, Three, you know, catching you up on some classic themes, uh, reimagining Street Fighter Four. This is just, you know, tip of the iceberg with this stuff because there's so many characters. Um, this is Guile, Sakura, and Zangief.
Yeah, very uh, different. Man, yeah. But familiar. Yeah, uh, Kyle, so Guile's theme. Totally didn't expect the record scratches there. <laughs> that was <laughs> the funny. The record scratches were cracking me up, but I also love the fake out when like yeah. you think that oh here we go. oh yeah. we're gonna take a second we're gonna think about this and then whoosh and yeah then yeah kaboom. in your face and then Sakura's theme totally didn't expect the violin yeah I forgot and that, about that, that was that a nice touch and then Zangief like yeah it's saxophone like yeah. okay <laughs> like I'm like at first I'm like what yeah but then um then I realize oh no this is this is playful and yeah dope as hell yeah. Yeah, it's just uh, really interesting takes on all of them. Yeah. And uh, even I, I wrote down, like, Giles was really dub-wub, uh, <laughs> but it actually isn't that bad. Uh, mm. And I don't mean bad in, like, a – I mean, some people find that grating. And yeah. actually, on on not second listen, like, second thousandth listen. Uh, it wasn't that wubby. Yeah. yeah, it's really not that much um, – it was actually much more sedate compared to what my mental image of it was. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah, just quick uh, touch on uh, how the some of the old themes were updated. And there are four new characters. There's Sea Viper, Crimson mm. Viper, uh, Rufus, El Fuerte, and Abel. Abel, yeah. Uh, none of their themes ever looked out to me as, like, brand new th- like pieces of music. Um, but, again, that's what the comments are for. If you found one of their themes to really stick out to you... Um, I just wanted to see Vipers was pretty good. I thought it's been a while. But, it's been a minute, yeah. but when I went through and listened, I'm like, none of them like left out. Oh yeah, this is Abel's theme. Like nothing really. Abel's I think was the closest. Where I'm like, I, I do remember this track, but uh, and I almost had it in here. But uh, what I wanted to get to instead was uh, the some of the amazing stage music that this game has. So we came in mm. with a stage which was the Volcanic Rim. Uh, the stage music in Street Fighter Four, I think, is where you get them. It's the meat of the soundtrack. Right. Uh, the character themes are are all good, but they do still try... They're still going back to these old arrangements or these old melodies and stuff. So mm. these are like your new compositions. This is like the DNA of Street Fighter Four to me. Um, right. And I'll start with uh, the Overpass theme, which is a you know, pretty playful dance, and it has like some good vocal vocaloid stuff going on in there that I think is really cute. Um after that is the Morning Mist Bay theme, which is Vietnam stage. And this is one that I remember playing this background, um, playing on this stage and thinking even then, like, wow, okay, this is like a new cool Street Fighter song. Gotcha. Mm. Uh, and it immediately stood out to me. And I can, and when I hear it now, I'm like, yep, an untold number of matches playing on this background. <laughs> um, and after that is Deserted Temple Japan stage. Breakbeat's kind of like an Alpha Alpha 3 thing a little bit. And then a, a touch of that, that dubstep stuff that we've mentioned before um, that you'll find. I've also kind of dodged a lot of that here. But overall, I feel this is very it's just very clean, cool-sounding song. And then the Old Temple is also really good. Uh, I think the stage songs in Street Fighter 4 are really good across the board. But these are the three I wanted to check out. Uh, so we're going again to Overpass, Morning Mist Bay, and then Deserted Temple.
such a such a good mix of crazy dance breakbeat stuff, yeah. but then these classical like almost a shamisen that might have been at the end, and the then desert just, temple, yeah, and then just like great wind instruments mm. and really mixing things together and. Also, just the technological improvements from 1999, which as clean and as <laughs> awesome as Third Strike is with the, with the sound, uh, and, and Alpha 3 as well, it's just you can tell there's been a decade of sound improvements. Yes, And absolutely. just the capacity to have cleaner samples or live instruments, yep. um, it's just, it's really cool. Yeah, the over, uh, so the overpass theme, <laughs> I was immediately reminded due to the vocoder, like yeah. vocaloid approach of that. Yeah. Never quite figured out if there were actual words being spoken there. So, I but. love that crap so much where it's like just this squeaky electronic voice. Yeah, and it's like, are they yeah. even words? And it's like Splatoon style. Yeah. Uh, and frankly, when I listen to that overpass now, I just hear Shakira She-Wolf. Like, <laughs> there's a She-Wolf in disguise. Oh, my God. Yeah, that, that overpass one really, like, that's when, when it kicks into that kind of chorus yeah. equivalent. Whew. But, like... The Dr. Stewart song in F-Zero GX is the same thing where there's just <laughs> unintelligible vocal You're right. lyrics. You're right. I'm and starting I'm like, to remember that. And yeah, I'm just yeah. like <laughs> punching my knee in my room alone in 2003. Like, yes, <laughs> this is what I like. Um, uh, and then uh, halfway through Morning Miss Bay, it made me realize how Street Fighter 4 was in a way a return to very strong, like, powerful mel- uh mm, melodies mm. which you know that's not to knock alpha three and third strikes contributions but like the melodies mm-hmm. are just so prominent which is at the forefront yeah which of is fours music very the approach to two as well exactly was, these melodies it's up. like a return to form with two and um i had to find a, na- a name or a description to that <laughs> like the yeah. the uh the the synth that is so prominent in the Street Fighter Four soundtrack. It's I, I like to dub it the wailing synth. So yeah. instead of the wailing guitars, you have a synth that just yeah. freaking these soars and wails and these, just these sustained notes and pitch shifting. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really cool and and very like that's what I associate with the Street Fighter Four yeah. sound, uh, sound. Yeah. Yeah. I also okay. So during the break, I did find the the tell you if you want to sing that exile song at karaoke, you but need to, but not the right words, but but the Japanese words, uh. which you can you know then look up the English lyrics and superimpose sure. yeah, yeah. Um, from your phone yeah uh, the next door next That's next door next, exile next door All right. by, by exile All right. I'll yes. do it I'll do it do it and it's if there it doesn't go as as planned I'm gonna be pissed well let me tell you <laughs> uh, they also have uh, bees. Uh, dragon's dogma song in there uh, but the original 1998 form and not the dragon's dogma dang. remake of that song fly into free uh, it, it wasn't even called into free at that point um the word dongan was definitely in there it means bullet but in any case uh i always pick that original japanese and one the and then superimpose the dragon's dogma into free lyrics wind so. keeps pushing me indeed it's yes. so good it's good stuff so anyway another capcom <laughs> game that we're talking about is super street fighter 4 uh yes. came out in 2010 uh just over a year later and mm. this was a pretty quick follow-up so just a year barely a year has passed um numerous improvements from again from a casual perspective uh no new UI, new opening. Exile is gone; mm-hmm. has been exiled, uh, <laughs> and adds numerous new characters that we'll get into. And the interesting thing that happened here was at the time it required a different. It, it basically split the audience. Like street, right. Super Street Fighter Four players could not play online against four players, and you basically had to split the online community into these two buckets. But 
what that did was Super Street Fighter 4, I guess, you know, I wasn't at Capcom at the time, but um, the hooks that were in this would enable it to be upgraded over time such that Super Street Fighter 4 was the last disc you really needed to own, and you could buy the digital upgrade kits for the subsequent Arcade Edition mm-hmm. and Ultra, and you didn't have to keep buying a new disc. But if you're a new player and you wanted that disc and you wanted things on a physical form, that was also there. Right. So this was an interesting, you know, it's kind of like a rip the Band-Aid off thing. Like, okay, you know, Street Fighter Four, this the vanilla version apparently wasn't built for that, but this one is. And then from that point on, we're not doing the 90s cartridge thing where, sorry, this is 50 bucks every time. Mm. Um, right. But you add... Uh, more characters from both the Alpha and 3 series, which includes T-Hawk, DJ, and Fei Long, round out the new challengers since Kami was already there. Cody and Guy come from Alpha. Adon and Gen from Street Fighter 1. And then Makoto, Ibuki, and Dudley from 3. I was excited for Dudley. <laughs> so to have all these characters in one was something else. And then also two brand new characters, Juri and Hakan. Hakan uh, Grimm, who's been on the show many, many times, uh, he and I would just play... Blanca Hakan matches for so long, <laughs> and I'm like, there's no one on earth that's played more Blanca Hakan matches than me and Greg, uh, because we lived on the same block during this time, and it was Hakan, like, Hakan, man, that's interesting. And just the oily Turkish wrestler who like oils himself <laughs> yep. up, and just like, his ultra combo of just like greasing people yep. and like spinning Super them around slippery, his body, yeah. so fun. Yeah. And I love like when you try to do a throw and you miss, he goes like seriously, uh, super. Just to have Blanca and Hakan, these two goofballs just bounce, bouncing all around. It's like this is absolute chaos, and it is it is a blast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Jury is this. Uh, Another evil character, but has this cool, like, the feng shui engine eyeball. And then I remember this image at the time that was, like, putting Lady Gaga in the in the Street Fighter 4 versus screen because Jerry does this thing with her eye. And Lady <laughs> Gaga at the time, this is, again, 2010, she would do this thing with her eye, the same thing. Oh, man. Similar pose. Right. And someone, like, mocked up Lady Gaga up there. And it was like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, especially that was peak, like, crazy costume Lady Gaga era. So you're like... Yeah, if she showed up in this game, I wouldn't be surprised at all. <laughs> um, but uh, really liked playing as Jury. So even though Blanca was my main character, when in, these two new characters showed up, I'm like, well, I want to pick one. I'm like, Hakan, nah. <laughs> uh, but I really liked Jury. Her her dive kick that you could do jumping forward or backwards was fun. And doing an EX dive kick into Ultra was like, you just feel like, oh, I nailed it. Yeah, yeah Jury was almost like a, a kind of a main draw for me for, for Super Street Fighter 4. Like, oh, this brand new character, like, very unique, very, like, she, like, s- sticks out in a good way. Yeah. yeah, and I thought being able to hold your fireballs, that this is that's actually what pushed me to play with a stick was uh-huh. you did a fireball motion with, like, low, medium, and fierce kick, and as long as you held the button down, that fireball was stored. Uh, and I'm okay. like, controller, that's pretty tough. But on a fight stick, they're just all in a row, and you could, you know, make this weird claw formation with your hands to, like, <laughs> I'm holding down these kicks, and I can still kind of, like, let them go in the order I want or whatever. It's just a nice gimmick for this character. Yeah, and she was absolutely. She was really cool design on top of that. Nice. Uh, a new uh, new intro, uh, intro cutscene to show off Jury and the new characters. I mean, as far as I remember, nothing on the same level of, like, the isms or Second Impact adding something as drastic as EX moves. Um, nothing quite like that on a gameplay standpoint. Like, focus attacks are still there. Mm. Um, bonus stages came back. Um, but obviously a gameplay rebalance. And my impression at the time, casually with sl- watching more and more streams and watching Evo especially, uh, seemed to be like Super Street Fighter 4 people were very happy with. 
uh, you know, casual fans, you know, proficient people, and then also folks who are now starting to make a living uh, in this, you know, 2010 esports equivalent era. Right. Um, and people really seem to jazzed about it. So three tracks uh, unique to Super Street Fighter 4. Uh, one is Jury's theme, which is chaotic, like sinister and aggressive, like you would expect from this new villain character. Um, and then Solar Eclipse Africa, hmm. which is such a silly stage with like Lion King-esque like a- animals like in the background, like these hippos. Okay, and, it's coming back to and me. And yeah. the Solar Eclipse <laughs> happens, and it's just so silly. But it is this trancey like right out of Luminous or a Paul Van Dyke CD, like mid two thousands. Like I, I love it so much, but it's the exact kind of like trancey stuff I love. And then Cody's theme, uh, which is the classic "Turn the Beat Back" uh, track that is referenced oh, in Street right. Fighter V, but it is actually they're very different from each other. Um, but Cody, again, we mentioned in Alpha Three, his character progresses, and now he's like this prisoner who's self-imposed prisoner right. who's like in and out of jail right. um cleaning up streets of uh, metro city but he's still there he's still in that kind of same spot he's still uh he got his prison fatigues on his with that knife mechanic with where knife, like yeah. it actually drops on stage and yeah you have to pick it up which whatnot. is a great yeah. final fight callback yeah. as well yeah. um we talked a bit more about cody in the alpha 3 episode but uh yeah let's do these tracks uh, this is jury's theme solar eclipse and cody
Really good job of encapsulating an actual Street Fighter, yeah. someone who came from Final Fight and <laughs> literally fought in the streets, uh, and is combating these characters who are shooting fireballs and summoning demon energy, and he's like throwing rocks at him, <laughs> and it's so good. Um, uh-huh. And yeah, it's also just so different from everything else on the soundtrack. It is. It uh, is. Really stands out. And yeah, uh, I completely forgot about all the screams in Jury's, Jury's theme. theme. Uh, that was very fascinating. Uh, I think Solar Eclipse, though the Africa stage was my favorite. It's so of, chill of that group. It's it's very feel good. Yeah, it's that um, that yeah. yeah. 
the right. good part of just some like you're in some long concert set and you're like, oh man, this is the one where I feel like I feel like my body is ascending, <laughs> ethereal, like I'm I'm becoming, plane. <laughs> I'm becoming pure energy, and here we go. Uh, I'm over the I'm dipping over the cliff, over the mountain. Uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, those those are all great and also completely different from each other. And man, jury's yeah. theme in the middle. I'm just like, isn't this just Super Beast from <laughs> Rob Zombie? Uh, but I, I was making some hot topic comparisons. Yeah. Too. <laughs> um, but yeah, Super Street Fighter Four 2010, and th- this is again like this is like Twitch or Justin TV back then. Oh boy! And and uh, and Ustream oh and God. just like trying to watch uh, tournaments whenever I could, and it really, and I think the peak of this was probably like twenty. 2012 or 2013 Evo, where I finally was like, I'm going to a... At that point, I was working at Capcom uh, the first time around and was like, I'm going to this local bar and I'm like, guys, I know you show... I I know you've shown like WWE pay-per-views in here before and I think you've shown like a StarCraft tournament, I think, in here. And it's just otherwise a regular uh, sports bar Mm -hmm. uh, in the city. And I'm like, I will figure out how to get your internet to stream this thing and but I just want to like bring people here and I will fill this place up to watch Evo. Can we do this? And like, yeah, fine, whatever. <laughs> like, okay, wow. cool. I didn't think it was going to be that easy. <laughs> so then yeah, I just like we had people come out to this bar and watch uh like whatever Evo it was. Like, I forget which Evo what the top 8 was, but I because at that point I was like like semi like trying to manage this room full of uh people, but so many great memories watching that stuff, and and now it's just so ubiquitous, and you're streaming stuff almost any any given minute of the day. Yeah. Uh, there's Street Fighter being played. Well, literally every minute of every day, somebody's streaming Street Fighter, yeah. and in any game, uh, just how prevalent Twitch and streaming is in general. But any of those big tournaments, whether it's Capcom Cup, whether it's Evo, uh, CEO, Combo Breaker, whatever you got, like these are things where it's so fun to get people in a room to watch this stuff, and I have such a blast. But I feel like this is where, at least for me, this is where that passion started, was mm-hmm. around like 09, 10, um, watching Super Street Fighter 4. Uh, moving into Super Street Fighter 4 Arcade Edition, this is a 2011 update that began in Japanese arcades and then came home as a disc, hence Arcade Edition. Right, right. Uh, and it's a digital update to Super Street Fighter 4. And so there was another rebalance and four brand new characters. So Yun and Yang come out from Street Fighter 3. Mm. Um, plus Evil Ryu and an eviler Akuma <laughs> called Oni. <laughs> Oni, uh, yeah. Which is another word for demon. And I picked two tracks here that are new for Arcade Edition. Evil Ryu's theme. And this is kind of like Akuma's theme mixed with Ryu's theme. So you get a little bit of like... I don't know, disunity. So you get a little bit of the, the, the dubstep wub noise acting as this disharmony within Ryu. Mm. Um, and there's like a sense of distortion. Like here, Ryu is struggling with the Satsui no Hado. And we talked a little bit about what that all is back in the Alpha episode. <laughs> um, and then into theme of Yun, which is an arrangement of, you know, or a remix of the Third Strike song, but a little bit more aggressive and guitar-driven um, whereas Yang's is uh, a little bit more sedate and calm, again, playing into the personalities of these characters. Um, but yeah, we'll go into Evil Ryu and Yoon from Super Street Fighter Four Arcade Edition. <laughs>
Yeah, really cool take on what what had been more of a dancey, like pretty calm track in Third Strike. Yeah, uh, and making it really aggro and uh, upbeat up metal. Yeah, um, very metal. Evil reuse theme though. I was really taken aback. I love the kind of call and response of like. Here's Akuma's theme. Here's yeah. Ryu's theme, and Ryu's theme is the softer, yeah, uh, like prettier yeah. side to that song. Like, and as you were saying during the break, it's like the struggle. Like, yeah. Ryu's theme is pleading with Akuma's theme, yeah. like "Don't devour me." Yeah, it's so it's <laughs> so way. thoughtful. It is very thoughtful, but like uh, that's so cool. It you, is like, really cool. I, I would never would have thought those two themes would like gel so well together. Yeah, it's really. Um, I, I and I've kind of forgotten about it until I started doing research into like what songs were in arcade edition. Yeah, oh well, yeah. here's the new characters. Listen to it. Like, damn, this is really cool. Yeah. Uh, and then Oni also has a similar like double down <laughs> on the on the evil. Right on. Um, yeah. But yeah, moving out of Super Street Fighter Four Arcade Edition, we get to uh, Ultra Street Fighter Four. Which mm. in between Arcade Edition and Ultra, there's also Street Fighter Cross Tekken, right. and that had obviously some Street Fighter Four characters returning, but mm. then. Uh, new characters that were that hadn't been in four up to that point, and now these characters were coming uh, since Cross Tekken was 2012, and Street Fighter Ultra Street Fighter Four is 2014. Um, an update again delivered either as a new disc or digital upgrade. It incorporates uh, stages and characters from Cross Tekken, uh, which includes Poison, uh, playable for the first time um, in this like new era. Yeah, that and, was big. Yeah, which was super cool. Um, and then Rolento. From also from Final Fight, and then Hugo returning from Third Strike or Street Fighter Three in general, and Elena also from Street Fighter Three, uh, but all of them had been in Cross Tekken. Now coming over to Street Fighter Four, mm. as well as a new capper, as well as new character DiCapri. <laughs> I said Di- new new Di- new, new Di- capper new new capper DiCapri. <laughs> Uh, new character DiCapri, who's another like Cami doll, uh, similar to Junie and Julie. From before, but uh, not Jury. That's I, a different character. I remember her being teased too. Like, who's the new mystery character of yeah. Ultra Street Fighter Four? Yeah. yeah, and it was DiCaprio. Yeah. Uh, and then Red Focus was added, uh, which let you absorb numerous attacks at the cost of some of the meter that you're building up. Mm-hmm. Um, somewhere in between parrying and the focus attack, um, a, a different a different ability. But yeah, we've uh, talked about Street Fighter Four plenty. I think at this point, gameplay wise, <laughs> but I mean, Ultra was like. Uh, kind of a here's everything the we, button yeah it's yeah. like uh, <laughs> it. yeah putting a bow on it and be like here's your Street Fighter Four you know complete experience um, and just do these three tracks uh, to kind of summarize where Street Fighter Four left off uh, by 2014 and into 15 uh, Poison's theme uh, and it's just like a fitting glamorous tune that I really enjoyed um, and then the Blast Furnace stage, which was in Cross Tekken, and I remember even even playing Cross Tekken at the time and thinking, man, this song is great. Hmm. So I wanted to put that in here. Uh, it stood out to me even in 2012. And then Elena, who has a remix of the Beats in My Head from Third Strike. Which we did not play. Which we did not in play. In the Street Fighter 3 episode. But, yeah. I mean, but we got, we got a remix here. And we got a remix <laughs> here, uh, which it is a great song from yeah. Third Strike. So this is Poison, the Blast Furnace, and Elena from Ultra Street Fighter 4.
that blast furnace track is it, uh, again. That I keep, bring, cool. keep bringing up F Zero GX, but that is for real. That that's very F Zero to me. Uh, <laughs> it is early two thousands dance music. Uh, Super good though. But I was glad that song made it over. And then yeah, I just love Poison's like that's so retro and funky and very sensual, very cool, <laughs> sexy sax. Yeah, sexy sax. Um, but those those are super fun. And you know, hopefully the this version of Elena's theme uh, is. Accept- I, I dug it. It kind of melded the intro and yeah. the part after the intro, whatever you want to call that, <laughs> together at the same time, which yeah. is pretty cool. And I think it kind yeah. of uh, the the backing like the smooth synth of like the just leaning on the left side of the keyboard where you're just like <laughs> uh that felt pulled from that uh solar eclipse stage a little bit a little bit where it's yeah. just like chilling out stereotypical bump 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 yeah it's yeah. It, i don't know that that kind of melody feels extremely 1990s of course uh but yeah a lot of great stuff tucked into all the street fighter 4 stuff uh, uh soundtracks but uh, again, Spotify, all this is ready for you to go grab right now and have a listen to. And especially if you're like us, you played a lot of Street Fighter 4 back in the day, which mm. it's so weird now saying Street Fighter 4 was back in the day because yeah. it still feels a fairly dec- recent. A decade. It's been, <laughs> it's uh, been a decade. <laughs> it's been 10 years. It, it's uh, closer to 11 years now than even 10. Oh, God. Um, for vanilla, at least. Uh, but, yeah, I mean – now I hear those songs, like, again, some of those stage themes, and I'm like, man, that was so long ago, and uh, I can't believe that much time has passed. <laughs> but it's, it's, but so many memories of playing those games. It's definitely making me want to revisit and re-listen to this music because it's been so long since I heard it. And yeah. uh, it's something that I feel myself that I should just reacclimate to. Yeah, and it's, it's yeah, we were listening to it so much uh, back in the day. Uh, 2009 through 12 or whatever mm-hmm. um, just playing the game and I never found myself listening to it purposefully like I have right. 2 or 3 and Alpha where right. I'm just like nah, I'm just putting this on in the background while I do stuff like 4 one it's very loud music for mm-hmm. the most part it's very in your face and very high tempo almost all of it Yeah. Um. so it's hard to like I'm going to put this in the background while I just like you know chill out and like no it kind of demands you pay attention to it <laughs> for a lot of the ways but right, right. I think there's so much cool stuff in here happy to share that with everyone and hopefully yeah please check it out on Spotify and yeah if you can find uh, various versions to pick up uh, please do that for sure um, outro taking us out uh, again vgempire.com encourage all your comments uh, let me know what other songs from 4 series stuck out to you uh, the drive-in at night stage, uh, USA, oh. uh, which is another stage that immediately I'm like, yep, there's that. I haven't thought of that in 10 years. It's well, kind of, uh, maybe five years. One of my favorite Tekken songs is the Tekken Tag Tournament intro. <laughs> and this feels like kind of in that same wheelhouse. And uh, I'm always going to be a sucker for that kind of sound. So drive-in night, drive-in at night, uh, USA, taking us out again. Hideyuki Fukusawa, amazing work uh, yeah. across the board for doing uh, – Seemingly thousands of songs. I yeah. couldn't even tell you how many there. And then uh, he was involved in Marvel vs. Capcom 3 oh, as yeah. well. So. And similar energy to that soundtrack as well. Exactly. It's like way yeah. up there. Uh, but again, thanks for listening, and we'll be back with one final episode. Oh, boy. Coming soon. Yeah.